0: i like to play a um, little tune I just composed not so long ago.
1: This Billy, this Billy Holiday.
0: Bird. <laughs>
2: like to introduce mm. yeah. DJ.
3: baby monster
2: scratching and give me a beat
3: every third monday of the month on radio laura good evening zurich DJ Baby Monster here and like every third Monday of the month I am bringing you the music of my choice it's give me a beat of course Radio Laura 97.5 megahertz or you can listen to us via web www.laura.ch and then you will see a little web radio click on it and listen to me now it's been a busy summer and it felt even more busy because of all these idle summers uh, festival and music concerts wise at least uh, in the last two years during pandemic and i've been doing many different things and it really felt like coming back into normality it was something in between being still a little bit bruised by a pandemic and shocked when you are in a huge crowd uh, but also really feeling uh, the vibe of the festivals and people around you and then actually enjoying the things. That was this this summer for me. Therefore, in tonight's show, I'm going to be uh, focusing on, on a music festival that I reviewed uh, this summer, Flow Festival, that is held uh, every summer in August since 2004 in Helsinki, in Finland. I actually wanted to go to this festival for a while because... It always had a really good lineup. Uh, and then finally, in the beginning of 2020, I actually booked the hotel and I was ready to go. But then obviously, because of the pandemic, the festival was canceled. In 2021, the can- festival was canceled again. So I kept on moving my travel plans uh, year after year. And finally, in 2022, the festival happened and I was able to go. I also was able to uh, explore Helsinki a bit since I've never been to Finland uh, or to the Helsinki itself. And this was really interesting. Lots of great modern art, uh, but also beautiful greenery. I managed to go to the near nearby island uh, with a sea fortress as well some great phenomenal from a architecture perspective churches really i had really great time and a great food there's so much food good food in helsinki uh, if you're a fish or a seafood lover which i am um, so that was really really good um, so kind of the same vibe transferred transfer to the flow festival Flow Festival, as I said, it's a festival festival that's going on for a while. Uh, and it's really a music and arts boutique festival. And it's taking place in a historical power plant area. And the beautiful thing about this is that it's actually walking distance from the town. So it's very easy to access. You know, sometimes you're going to the festivals and you have to take... Either your car or you have to take a special transport or you have to take transport or the car and then still walk. Well, this festival is really great because you could actually take a public transport and it will be very fast. But for me, because I love walking, was really a walking distance. Uh, it was less than 20 minutes. 17 minutes to be precise. Uh, and this was something that I really, really enjoyed. The weather was amazing. It was actually i like to say like the summers used to be uh, back in the day. It was around 24 to 26. So it was really warm as the summer should be. And since there is a breeze everywhere in Helsinki, Uh, It never really felt heavy. And then in the evening, of course, you had those kind of like a summer evenings where you put a little bit of a jacket or a scarf, uh, but you could still stay outside. There were no drop of rain, which was really appreciated. And it really, I think, brought to the whole vibe. The whole festival being set in a historical power plant also brings an additional vibe because the festival organizers actually really worked around the Space And so the food areas and the stages um, and like different places where you can rest or see some interesting things, they were all set uh, in a different places across the small area, but with enough space to fit loads of people. Um, One of the great things that is happening, you know, in many festivals since several years now is that the food is really always um, well chosen. So also here, there was lots of organic food, really something, you know, that you would eat at home as well or you would go to the restaurant to eat. So one could also eat healthy and drink healthy. And this definitely adds to enjoyment. I was quite impressed with the organization. I think the press team was really amazing. They were taking care of anything we need. The only big issue we had was that press box or a box where you could be doing interviews. And I think it's a great idea because it was really isolated box. Well, because it was on a place where it gets really, really hot, Doing interviews in that box was like uh, doing interviews in sauna or something like that. So um, I had a few interviews there and uh, they were good because you would isolate. You know, we were just behind the main stage. So that isolation was needed. Uh, And even then, you know, you, you had a little bit of a noise, but we couldn't do the interview in a totally closed area. We actually had to open it because it was just too hot. But obviously, that that is like a minor thing, I think, uh, really the organizers, especially a press team, they were so kind, uh, they were really helpful, and actually all the staff working on the festival, the security and so on, was really there to make it better for you um, with their attitude. Uh, which additionally brings or adds to the good good atmosphere. Now, as I was speaking, like one of the things I, why I was attracted to this festival, even before I knew all of these good things that are happening there, is that the lineup was always amazing. So it was no different this year. There was a cool lineup with, you know, not just like the big artists, but also the small print artists, that I really like and uh, that I'm interested to see. So from, from the famous artists, um, there was Florence and the Machine, gorillas, uh, Nick Cave, and then bunch of maybe not that big, but still big like uh, Sigrid or Mo or DJs like the Blessed uh, Madonna and so on. So there were many, many different things one could see. But one of the things that I truly appreciated, and this was something that I noticed even before I was I came to this festival, is that they always try to really create balanced uh, program from the gender point of view. I think I've even seen it. It was like 50, 50 percent. There were some great singers. uh, There were some great DJs, you know, really enough for me uh, to review the festival since As the listeners of Give Me a Beat know, I'm exploring the female factor of the festival. So in the case of a flow festival, this was easy because there were enough females to build that female factor. You know, on the festival where you were able to see all these different artists, I would say different genres, different age, uh, different gender. That just makes it more fun. This is how the world is. So it's logical that the festivals are the same. But as we know, it's not always happening at the festivals. So this is something truly appreciated uh, by me. And I uh, need to give additional kudos to the organizer for really hand-picking the program. Uh, to ensure that it is balanced. There were also quite a lot local artists. Uh, This was great. Uh, For me, uh, this was not always good because I don't really speak Finnish and uh, some of the music I really couldn't connect to. Um, But I did check a few of the artists and I really appreciated just people loving them and singing along and so on. And in tonight's Show, I am bringing also the local artists who is not just local, she's also based globally, uh, but she's coming from Finland and she sings in English. And so this was a great chance for me to actually uh, feature her in my review of the festival. So since I managed to interview several artists and I have loads of material. I will not be able to do everything in a one show. So in tonight's show, I will do uh, the first part of exploring of female factor by focusing on two DJs, uh, Marcia Carr and Helena Starr. And then in the second part, I will be focusing on Alexandra, uh, the local Finnish art- artist, and another DJ, Barbara Boing. So in tonight's show, I'm gonna start with Marcia and the interview with her, her story and so on. We had so much fun. And when she was performing on the day, on Saturday, uh, she was actually my last gig of the night. And it was really great because her um, DJ sets are very uplifting and really makes you dance. She's also moving. She's also dancing. She's also pumping the crowd. But her music actually makes the people dance. And it was always great to finish the night like that. I have to say, the whole Flow Festival for me was about dancing. I've danced my ass off. And if you've seen my shoes after the festival, because most of the DJ stages were in the dusty areas. If you would see my shoes every day after the festival you will understand what i mean even my legs were half dusty from all the dancing uh, but this just shows you how much fun i had so as i said i will start with marcia uh, Marsha carr is uh, legend. She's a seasoned club DJ, radio presenter. She did loads of things. And I was really happy to actually sit together with her and chat about her life, about the things that she's doing, things that she's uh, planning to do. I would say she's definitely keeping it real. And in addition to doing this interview with her, it was also a really a great opportunity for me to feature uh, the live mix uh, in between the interview. She was playing the party for the Women's International Day and she did the live mix that consisted on records either produced by women, songs written by women, somehow women-related. It took her two months to put this set together. And this set I will be playing in between the interview because, you know... It's totally appropriate uh, for uh, Gimme a Beat. Now, we'll start our conversation uh, by me asking her about the Girls Be Like. This is the O vinyl female DJ squad. Marcia, uh, she comes there as Marcia, the vinyl DJ, and together with her friends, Uh, They play vinyl and cover different genres, and they're doing this once per month. And she will tell you a little bit more about it, but they celebrated a seventh anniversary this year. So really amazing that she's persisting and keeping this squad and these parties actually alive. And we will be starting tonight's show with Focus for Marcia and uh, with me asking her uh, to tell me a little bit more about Girls Be Like.
4: Girls Be Like is about uh, separating the wheat from the chaff of DJs because every man or every woman and their dog these days this kind of figure of speech in England is a DJ so the way I wanted to sort of separate and fine-tune who do I really want featured at my events at the parties And I say my events. I'm the creative director, but it's not just my event. It's me sourcing, going to women that I've either worked with previously, or I've shared the DJ bill with at other events, or in some capacity I've worked with them, or I'm aware of them, and I appreciate what it is they do in the culture of supporting vinyl records. Records, yeah. So they might be some be they might be an artist that's produced records, or even if they've licensed their track to another label that presses and distributes records perhaps, mm-hmm. or they just support the culture of vinyl. Those artists or women DJs who not who are not taking this for a little joke and are serious about it and they actually support buying mm-hmm. records. Yeah. And some of the women that have played on at the Girls Be Like parties, up until this point, almost seven years. I know some of them have been in the, in the industry for 20 years, 15 years, 30 years. They're not fly-by-night, so I know that they take it seriously. If they're passionate, as I am, I think, about it. So that's how I separate. You know like when you have, um, you're making a cake, mm-hmm. if you bake. I'm not a great baker, but I do know how to bake. And you have to sieve the flour. Yes. If you're making vanilla sponge, you've got to sieve that flour. You can't just throw it in, exactly. the egg and stuff like that, you have to sieve, sieve it, there's a reason because it, air, it aerates it, yeah, gets rid of all the air pops and mm-hmm. things like that, and you you know, because you want that sponge to come out perfectly, so that's what I mean by separating the wheat from the chaff, as a farmer would, and that's kind of my way of, like, separating out the DJs.
3: Stop. Give me a beat.
4: So this first tune maybe the second or the third, goes out to all my big people, my old school friends that I jazz dance with, funk and boogie with. They'll understand this groove even if you don't. This one goes out to them. Rest in peace, Phil Asher.
5: anything is I just can't control myself I never thought that I could be
3: passionate about vinyl, and, and I'm with you on that one. I think the sound coming from vinyl is different, it's special. The DJing with vinyl is a skill that needs to be practiced. You need to know your record inside out. There is nobody helping you, it's only your ear, and you need to feel the audience, and you need to mix it up. But tell me, why did you started Girls Be Like? And how did you come up with the idea? You know, was it like one day, let's do this, or? If only it was as simple as that. And everything you said, all of that
4: dedication and passion is what comes, is what partly my drive in partly setting up Girls Be Like. But it was more to do with, I got to a point, I've been DJing a long time, as Marcia Carr and my Alias name, which is Marcia vinyl MC, mm-hmm. when I just specifically play records or I'm called to do so at a gig. I got to a point about seven years ago, I saw a cycle happening again, even perpetuating, of suddenly someone gets a B in their bonnet or somebody decides, oh, we have female DJs. <laughs> and I think, where yeah, have I heard that before? Oh, <laughs> back in the 90s, yeah. we had that. And sometimes people have called upon me, oh, Mars, you're a woman, DJ. You know, can we have your opinion on this, that, and the other? So seven years ago, I got to a point where uh, the industry is made up of predominantly white males. Yeah. And I was kind of rebuffed a few times by a couple of people. So even I've done a lot of things, if I could just speak candidly I don't actually feel that I've had a break yet mm-hmm. even though I'm at a big festival like this it's like a tap dripping I get the odd booking here and there it's not consistent it hasn't mm-hmm. been and you know i pray that it will change and be more you know productive in yeah. in that sense of getting regular work rather than drip, drip, drip mm-hmm. like a tap the w- odd booking here and there so I was being rebuffed by a few mm-hmm. I thought I've had enough of your You're nonsense. It's like they were trying to say, oh, no, you can't do that. So I just thought, oh, really? Is it now? You know, I thought, Moss, you've been talking about it a lot. You've had discussions with women and male DJs. And all we end up doing is talking. But no one's putting their hand in their pocket, so to speak, and turning the talk into actions Mm -hmm. to be productive and I thought, oh gosh, just this whole thing again like tumbleweed comes into the room, into the space women DJs or lack of and I agree it comes round like a cycle almost like the revolutions per minute of a record Mm -hmm. like a cycle revolving it's come back and I'd been rebuffed by a few promoters and some other individuals and they really wound me up so I thought enough of the talking now because we're not getting anywhere so i i thought i'm gonna set up a night and i i believe the spirit of god inspired me provoked me even knee-jerked me to get Mm -hmm. on and do something and it's like the spirit of god said to me well just start where you're at you've got nothing but just start where you're at so to this point financially i've dealt with it. Nobody Mm -hmm. sponsored me, no one is helping me. When I say help, I've got friends behind the scene who if I post the flyer for the event, they push it for me Mm -hmm. and they're passionate about what I'm doing, they believe in me, friends in Scotland and other places, yeah that don't even live in London, England where I'm based, that's supporting me but yet industry people in London especially on the soulful side of 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 the black music, yeah, yeah. Some of them are few and far between in terms of support supporting Marcia, but yet I've supported them all over the years. Mm-hmm. But I thought that's fine. I'm just going to carry on and do what I'm doing. So I set it up. The first party it was the 25th of July in 2015. Uh, people that I knew, I called upon them, and they helped me out. You know, so the first part of off the ground. The lovely Josie Rebel helped me. Uh, she played. The wonderful Katie Barber played. I can't remember who else was at the launch. It was myself and someone else. And um, it started like that on a monthly basis at the book club, which is in Shoreditch mm-hmm. uh, in East London. And uh, the club manager at the venue, they kindly let me use the space once a month for over two years, and we've gone to different spaces to do one-off parties because I'm I'm determined to try and keep it going. But I would love to get a sponsor, but I just haven't been able to find the right person. Like in the old days, they saw raw talent, and they were yeah. they were rich, and they thought, "I'm going to invest in you because I actually believe I can see your vision." It seems those days have gone. Really, everything is about the facade of your presence on so in the social media, social media. realm, and I don't like elements of that even though I have to use it to my advantage because it's mostly fakery.
3: have your radio show, right? You also work on the radio? I've
4: worked in radio on and off for 29 years and I still do work in radio. Mm. I've worked on various radio stations. I've even been a guest on lots of stations even internationally and featured on BBC 6, Jazz FM, Ministry of Sound Radio when it existed as part of Mm -hmm. the club. I've featured on there. I've been on radio guest shows up and down the country, you know, on and off. Yes. Doing all of the, but all of the time, still keeping my hand in radio. Started off a pirate radio station, progressed to community radio station. Then I worked at different radio stations in behind the scenes in radio production, dealing with programming. Yeah. All the sort of hands-on. So I've worn different caps. So, I think I'm qualified to say I do have a varied and wide ranging experience. And I've kept it going, yes. even onto podcasting, even with streaming. Yeah. I came up with a, a, a concept called Two Decks and a Mixer, streaming live long before the worldwide global lockdown, before the you know, COVID. Yeah i was streaming online then i took the brand two decks and a mixer because that's what the setup was at my home and on to the road two decks and two decks and a mixer the road show as it's called and what i did there was because i'm that passionate about vinyl again i believe it was a god inspired idea he said go to the record shops where you shop and speak to them so I thought, oh my gosh, that is brilliant. So I went to them and they and I went to several record shops and they all thought it was a brilliant idea because what I said to them was, how about I come to your store, I want to interview guests in the store so it would be like what you see on television where Michael Parkinson, we do that in a record shop of people that I like or I I chose to speak to up and coming emerging talent on the jazz scene or established names like Omar and Jackie Graham who's an artist, a black soul singer from Birmingham, England and um, lots of different artists and each of the road shows would appear in different record shops where I'd actually shopped as a customer and supported the store and I said what I'll do I will mention your name while we're broadcasting a few times You're getting free avatar. and that's yeah. why they loved it yeah they thought it was brilliant, brilliant. and then I was interviewing the artists for a feature I called it uh, I call it pick and play where you might be the artist and if you've got a record collection at home I say bring two records from there and we're gonna choose three records from the shop you go for the racks you pick the records awesome. and we play them and we're going to talk about it. And the, shop's getting, the record shop's getting a free plug. Yeah. So that's the roadshow side of awesome. two decks and a mixer. And it was all about, I wanted to keep on perpetuating into the mindset of people. We have a format called Vinyl, which precedes digital, which precedes CDs. And it's not going anywhere. anywhere.
3: Stop. you actually start with DJing?
4: Um, It just grew as a passion from when I was a child collecting using my pocket money from birthdays sometimes Christmas pocket money to buy (coughs) seven-inch records it started off as because I was influenced by what I'd seen my parents in their collection watching um, uh, music shows the Soul Train, mm-hmm. when I was a little girl I lived briefly in the US in mm-hmm. New York and then also seeing programs like Top of the Pops and listening to Pirate Radio <clears throat> in London, it grew, grew from that and also my auntie as well influenced me, not just my mum and dad, because she would have parties every year, she'd come back from New York with a bag of records and awesome. obviously my mum would take myself and my brother around to my auntie's house because she'd have late night parties, and I, when I'm supposed to be asleep in the bedroom with the coats, wherever all the guests would come and throw their coats down, I'm coming out because is loud, so I can't sleep. My brother's fast asleep. I'm coming out and I'm seeing all these records. All of these things kind of influenced,
3: yeah, of course, me.
4: So I started collecting. I was also dancing, influenced by my cousins and uh, other friends as a teenager, going to clubs, and my interest grew even more. And I just thought, I'm listening to Radio and I thought I can do that, and I'm and I've started to find the record shops, and I just thought, just subconsciously, I thought I can do that, and have comes there's no girl. Go- it didn't occur to me why there aren't any girls, but at one point I thought there's no there's no women in here, but I thought I could do that. Yeah, one point My it. interest, which was already sparked from buying records with pocket money it just continued to grow I just started going to record shops more looking through the racks the same as what I saw the guys doing and asking questions
3: and, if, and what was the like the first gig you remember the important one where you well, thought I, oh, okay this is gonna be my profession I don't
4: know my thought of it is important I was glad for the opportunity that I was asked to play it was a club I think it was called Busby's or something it was Busby's in another club i played that in the west end Mm -hmm. and also when i was at uni the student union said they were looking for they had a party and i don't even know what the theme was but it was centered around women and they wanted they wanted somebody female to play the records and somebody heard that knew that i played records or was collecting them and said oh do you want to dj so i thought okay and also they knew i could drive so i ended up also driving minibus home because the women didn't want a male driver. I got a little bit of money for it because I was a street So you were a
3: dedicated driver and the GM. Yeah, I had <laughs>
4: to drive about 10 women home to their destination. <laughs> I almost got them about 6 o'clock. Yes, maybe they were the catalyst to drive me to another level to keep on yeah. going. Yeah. But I just thought, I could do this. I can do what those guys are doing. Why am I only hearing these people on the radio? I just thought, I could do that. So and- I started getting shows somehow i don't even know how i got into it but i started doing radio and then expanding my my a-game shall we say and um, helping to do this helping to do that and then gaining experience in different fields from behind the scenes yes yes people this is dj marcia car in the building otherwise known as marcia divinal mc check out give me a beat With DJ Baby Monster at the helm. Don't you touch that dial. Don't you go anywhere.
3: Yes, you are still listening to Give Me a Beat. My name is DJ Baby Monster and this is Radio Laura. In tonight's show, I'm reviewing the Flow Festival, I'm exploring uh, the female factor of the festival. In the first part of this review, uh, in tonight's show, I'm focusing on two artists, two DJs, DJ Marcia Carr and Helena Starr. Now, you just heard most of the interview with Marcia. Uh, that I did at the festival, mixed it up with a recording from the uh, gig that she did for Women's International Day, Also featuring a female artist, as it is appropriate for uh, Gimme a Beat. And now at this point of time, I'm actually just tuning in to remind you uh, that there is no way to miss any of the Gimme a Beat. If you are missing tonight's show, meaning if you're not listening to me right now, then you can also listen to it once I podcast it, which is usually a week or two after the show is aired how you can do that you can subscribe via podcaster app whatever podcaster app you have and once uh, the new episode is available it will be automatically available for you uh, i'm available on a different channels like uh, deezer mixcloud and several others so that's why i like to say there's no way to miss any of the gimme a beats even if you are not able to listen to me right now The best way to actually see and find out everything that I'm doing related to Gimme a Beat is to follow me via Facebook and that's www.facebook.com of course then slash stop Dot give me a beat. This is my page for a Gimme a Beat radio show. Uh, if you're following it, you can actually find out whatever I'm at the moment doing. You can see also what will be featured in my next radio show. And a few hours before the show is aired, I usually post the link from my podcaster website uh, that contains a little bit of an info of what will happen in the show. Also, once the podcast is uploaded to my podcast website, I announce this on a Facebook uh, page as well. And as I said, there are many interesting things. Concert them, seeing the records or TV shows that I like. Um, anything that is a female-related It's going to be featured on my Facebook page. With this, I'm going to continue. Uh, Coming up next is the rest of the interview and a little bit more uh, music from Marcia Car. Just like some old jerk All I do is work I'm no robot started a long time ago and you did so many different things, you are still doing so many different things, what do you think changed for better and what changed for worse I mean, I think change for worse you already touched upon, everybody being a DJ, but maybe there is something else, but did anything change for better there have been small
4: small milestones, but to me they're minuscule, I think there is still a lot to improve on in terms of the realms of <clears throat> a person when they decide that they want to do dj but at the moment i think that a negative you could say is that because of social media people look at the glossy the glossary of djing and think it's something fantastic and wonderful Hence the attitude of, oh, I want to be a DJ, everybody wants to be a DJ, <laughs> you want to be school, no qualifications, you just want to be a DJ. Or it's that, I want to be a celebrity. Okay. That seems to drive the, the field at the moment, and I just think, it wasn't like that for me. I, I happened to dance, I used to take my pocket money and buy tunes, and because I was curious and I wanted to research more and find out more, that's what drove me. I didn't say, I want to be a DJ, but I just thought, I can do what they're doing, Yeah, you know. And it was always secondary to college, work, motherhood, and things like that. A positive is that, yes, we do have more women DJs, but again, with every positive, there's a negative. I don't like the colorism. I don't like the ageism and things like this. I'm a black dark skinned darker complexioned female straight (laughs) dj who happens to be over 40. and these are the i'd like uh i liken to almost barricades blocks that have come up through political correctness and to me it's nonsense can you just Book me because you're like, there's a DJ. Because the men don't have to do go for any of this, they don't have to do with all this ism, isism mm-hmm. nonsense. It's still even in England, yeah, I'm gonna say it. We still have institutional racism, and within that is the colorism. So, in some places, people would rather pick and for television, the supplies as well. Because I've worked in television briefly, they'd rather have a lighter skinned black woman mm. or mixed race woman. Than somebody who's, I don't even consider myself that dark, but I'm still quite much darker Comparing. than some people. Yes. Yeah. And then the ages of nonsense. Yeah. it's said that's in all fields, but uh, that gets on my nerves. Who says you couldn't only be, you know, in your own, own early 20s to be a DJ?
3: Stop. Give me a beat.
4: We've got 20 minutes left, so make it a good one. Dance like you've got life in your limbs. Come on, people. Let's dance for Ukraine. Let's dance for the Ukrainian people, people. Come on, people. Get some life in them limbs, yes? Make it How are you feeling people no 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 I said how are you feeling people I think I'm gonna try one more time because i don't think I'm in the same building how are you feeling people yes because it's all right yeah
0: so rough <laughs> and the going got tough didn't think that nobody understood me, didn't think that nobody was in my corner couldn't trust it's nobody right. didn't know right. which way to turn, which it's way to right. go just it's needed right. guidance just needed understanding right. but I tell it's you the more I learned to put my trust all right. in Jesus it's all right. it's everything everything it's is alright all right. I'm
1: sure it's done, it's alright
4: yes people this is dj marcia car in the building otherwise known as marcia divinal mc check out give me a beat with dj baby monster at the helm don't you touch that dial don't you go anywhere
3: Yes, you are still listening to Give Me a Beat. My name is a DJ Baby Monster and this is Radio Laura. You are listening to my review of the Flow Festival, festival happening every summer in August in Helsinki in Finland. Of course, with my review, I'm exploring a female factor of the festival. And you just heard my first feature in the review interview with DJ Marcia Carr, or DJ uh, Marcia Divino and the music from the live mix she played featuring records all female-related. And now we are moving to the next DJ uh, that I wanted to feature in tonight's show. I'm talking about uh, Helena Starr. She's another British DJ. She's a rising star in House and Techno. Uh, she was really amazing. Honestly, her set was one of those... Dancy, uplifting there were so much great vibes coming just from her playing and enjoying um, she was playing early in the day it was actually my first gig on a day three uh, and as the people were coming in everybody were basically staying in the place once they heard the music and this is always a, a good uh, sign that people are enjoying when you s- see people dancing and smiling and just enjoying the vibe uh, you know that uh, this is a good game for me it was great i was dancing again <laughs> My shoes were dusty. I was a little bit dusty uh, and sweaty because it was warm outside, but I really didn't mind. It was a great start of the day, especially on Sunday when the vibe was really chilled. It was just what I needed uh, to get into the Sunday mood. I had such a great interview actually with Helena. She's so lovely as a person as well. Uh, and I really enjoyed it. We had so much fun. Uh, but I had a little bit of an issue with my phone earlier. It was on the sun and while I was doing an interview, and it shut down. And I think this affected the sound. Um, I never had this situation that something that I recorded that I cannot fix it in a one way or another. You know, on the festivals anyways, the vibe is really that there is a lot of buzz around. So you can never have the perfectly uh, quiet surrounding. But really, this interview was unsavable. I tried with the different tools and for several days and I wasn't able to save it. Even for me to understand what we were saying in a a certain part uh, was really difficult. But what I will do in tonight's show, and I never really do this, but I just think that this interview was so good. I will basically try to walk you through the interview and tell you what Helena told me or what I was asking her. So basically what I'm doing in here, uh, like a true journalist... Uh, instead of playing for you in an interview, it's going to be like you are reading it in a newspaper or somewhere. So I will tell you about it. One of the things that I looked up before I was interviewing Helena, it was about her name, because I thought Helena Starr sounds like an artist's name, but it, it turned out that this is her actual name. Her middle name is Starr. And when she was born, apparently, her mom looked at the sky and she thought, that's my girl. And that's how she gave her a middle name star. Now, if you ever meet Helena, or even if you go to her gig, you will actually understand that this star 100% suits her. And for me, this is not just her being a star in in a DJ world. Um, but for me, uh, really, uh, it, it's, it's the vibe that she gives, uh, that it's very welcoming and kind and and super sweet. And it was really a pleasure to interview her. Unfortunately, as I said, I will not be able to play the interview due to its bad quality. Um, but what I prepared for you in tonight's show, I would walk you through the interview and tell you the story of our interview. And in between, uh, I will uh, play one of her mixes. Uh, It's featured on her SoundCloud, so I will just stream it in. This is a mix that she did in July uh, 2022, just one month before the festival. Uh, And she did it for a Naked City festival. I really like this mix. It's really great to listen, but In order for me not to speak this long, I will actually just jump in at one point and give you the second part of the interview, because right now I will tell you about the first part. So, As I was mentioning, I had a really great time on the gig. I was dancing and I was really happy about it. And actually, I felt really a great vibe going between Helena and the audience. She was also dancing. She was also really good in uh, acknowledging the next DJ in a way that she smoothly uh, did the break into the next DJ set. And she told me during the interview that she knew the sound of DJ coming after her and that she deliberately adapted her style at the end and made it possible for the seamless uh, takeover. And this is something that was really beautiful to see in addition to her mixing and dancing and just bringing the good vibes. Uh, So my question in the beginning was also if she could feel the vibe from the audience, because for me it was obvious, but I still wanted to check. And she did say that this was really one of her favorite gigs from the vibe perspective that she could really see that people were enjoying and that this influenced the selection of the music uh, that she was playing. She also told me that she prepares... Uh, what she will be playing earlier, which is normal, but that she really follows the feeling of the crowd, which was visible for me. And we talked about both uh, loving to dance and and I mentioned how for me it is really strange when the DJs don't like to dance um, because personally my experience is, is that the DJs that make other people dance are the DJs that love dancing. As well. I also asked her, who are the DJs that she goes to listen when she wants to dance? And uh, she mentioned the DJ Shy One, um, whom uh, she had a chance to interview for her radio show uh, in June, I believe, which shows that for her radio show, similar to what I'm doing, she's choosing the artists that she likes and that she is inspired by and she brings them into her radio show to actually uh, bring them closer to their listeners. Um, So as I was mentioning before, Helena Starr is really uh, a great DJ, but she also uh, has uh, her radio show, and the radio show is featured on a Foundation FM, and this is the female-led radio station based out of London. It is also really interesting how having a chance to play uh, on the radio happened. But before talking about her show, I, I was asking actually about her beginnings and uh, how did she start with DJing and how did she decide to be a, uh, to work on a radio and so on. I, I read somewhere uh, that when she started her radio journey, somebody told her that actually she needs to have a plan B uh, because it's a low possibility that this is her job. And because of that, that she should have a plan B. So I asked her about that. She told me that this really happened. She started her radio journey at the age of 16. She did a radio course, and the tutor told to the people in the class that most of them will will not make it, and that because of that, Uh, they have a plan B. And she said that this was actually almost like a push for her to persist and to push for her career and become who she is today. Um, She worked really hard. It took her a few years to uh, really get to to where she is today. She was 19 when she moved to London. And really the breakthrough, uh, based on what we discussed, uh, she told me was getting a chance by Foundation FM radio station to have her radio show. Uh, She started with the uh, two-hour radio show, and after a while doing it, uh, she actually got her breakfast show happening every Wednesday from 10 till 1 p.m. And this is really a cool three-hour show where she's able uh, to bring the people she likes, uh, people she appreciates, and then you talk with them about their life, their music, and then go into the mix and play old or new music uh, in the same way, having a chance to play new bands, but also pay homage to the old ones as well. Uh, having this radio show for four years, you know, it's is her acknowledgement and recognition, and this really is uh, her a career breakthrough. Uh, she really loves her show, and I, I was candid and I asked her who were her favorite guests, uh, and she told me it was Shy One, who is obviously also her favorite DJ. In every possible way, because uh, this is the DJ's that she goes to when she wants to dance, and the other one is another DJ, uh, Sally C. And with this, I'm going to take a little bit of a break, and I will uh, play a beginning of her mix before tuning in to tell you more.
2: Hi, my name is Star, and you are listening to Gimme
3: Yes, you are still listening to Gimme a Beat. My name is DJ Baby Monster and in tonight's show I am reviewing the Flow Festival. Unfortunately, I'm not able to play my interview with Helena Starr uh, because the sound was just so bad and unusable, not on the level uh, that I could be playing in tonight's show. But what I managed to save is the jingle the part where, when Helena Starr actually advertises the Gimme a Beat. So this is how you know that the interview definitely happened, um, even if I'm not uh, going to play for you tonight. But I walked you through almost the whole interview that I did with Helena, and what I left for the end is... Is two topics that we talked about. One was about the industry and about potential problems that she sees industry that she experienced. And one of the things that she mentioned is that there are so many amazing women in in industry. They deserve to be booked, but many promoters are still complaining that there is not enough women. Uh, to be booked. And this is how they're excusing not having a balanced um, lineup. Uh, Something that I said in the beginning is um, that is definitely not true. And the festivals like Flow and few others are actually the ones that are really showing how this can be done and how this can be improved. And we both agreed promoters should be just doing a better job and not finding the excuses. And I even said that anyone would ask me in switzerland uh, if i know any DJs to be booked i would have enough uh, to suggest one of them definitely being uh, helena star i was also asking her what is next for her if she is you know working or something or planning something and it was really cool to hear that she just really wants to enjoy the moment as i was mentioning her breakthrough uh, happened through her radio show and she really wants to continue establishing herself and her show and, and making the name for herself while touring as a DJ and showcasing her mixing and even dancing skills on different dance floors uh, across Europe and the world. One of the things she mentioned that she would like to do, she would like to have a a gig in a panorama bar. Uh, She would like to also play in Fabric in London, and she would really love to go to Detroit, obviously uh, because of its legendary value that it has for techno and house scenes. And after the festival, she told me that she's going to play on a field day in London and that she is very excited about that. So with this, I'm going to continue playing the mix uh, from Helena Starr that she did in July uh, this year uh, for a Naked City Festival. And with this, I'm going to finish tonight's show. You were listening to Gimme a Beat. My name is Adige, Baby Monster. This is Radio Laura. And in tonight's show, I was reviewing the Flow Festival. At this point of time, I'm wishing you good night and until the next time.
2: like what it feels like to be one of the things that really impressed me too is that this city which is not always the most racially harmonized came together haven't you all noticed that i'm
5: glad they brought it back to chicago